Welcome to Never End the Story, a rewatch podcast where we watch the movies of our childhood, along with Tepper, a grown man who's never seen them before. I'm your host, Ivan. Off topic, hot k- uh, kilter. Hmm. I'm Chris, and I'm a wild rover. I'm Shauna, and ooh, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. I'm Spencer, and unlike Emma Stone, my parents were killed by greyhounds. How many greyhounds? Uh, three. Mm. Oh, the the bus. <laughs> <laughs> it's where rather they go three abreast, but this was a unique situation. <laughs> she survived the first two. The third one was what got her. <laughs> For what it's worth, I was trying to reference the uh, live action Cruella movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that scene is so yeah, goofy. I didn't realize it was three. I couldn't remember how many dogs were in that one. But yeah. Huh. Uh, and I'm, I'm Teffer, by the way. This week we'll be watching 102 Dalmatians, directed by Kevin uh, Lima, released in 2000. Uh, every time uh, Glenn Close put on her Cruella de Vil costume, no dog would go near her. Shauna and Spencer brought this movie to us this week. Why? Alright, so... I remember some of the beginning. I don't remember the middle. And the ending is vividly in my mind. I was <laughs> obsessed with the ending of this movie. I would put this movie on specifically just to watch the ending. Would you, like, fast forward? or? No, I would not fast okay. forward. okay. I was so obsessed with this ending that I'm surprised I didn't develop a fetish. Oh my! <laughs> Somebody help me! I'm in danger. Get me out of here! Get me out of here! <laughs> we we to be fair, we probably should start more episodes that way. What with me in danger? Uh, <laughs> yes. No, no. I mean yes, but also just with somebody saying that line. Pie is not on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about yourself, Spencer? Any fetishes? I mean, not that are relevant okay. to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so not from this movie. No, no, no. Um, to be completely honest, I do not remember why I was on, on listed on this movie. <laughs> I like definitely have seen this movie like many years ago, but I remember zero facts about it. Hmm. Uh yeah, and this is our hundred and second episode, and so Shauna decided now was the time to talk about her fetishes. <laughs> okay, specifically there's no fetish. Uh-huh. Like I'm surprised that I did not have a fetish from this. All right. We'll be the judge of that, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this movie can't be worse than Catwoman, I guess, so. It it definitely could. Yeah, it could, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Catwoman was was a good chance, honestly. It definitely has more, it has more dogs in it than Catwoman had cats in it, so. (laughs) Who's to say? It's not Cat's Woman. We'll see how many bad small children there are. 
the multiversal equivalent of Catwoman, Catswoman. The far less successful multiverse property. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's 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 a woman that has all the powers of the musical cats. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's quite a few powers. At least one set of powers. It seems like every time you get animal superpowers, you get like a freebie. Like Spider-Man gets like web slinging and wall crawling and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he's like, and you can see a little bit of the future. And you're like, hold up. <laughs> Spidey sense. Right. Or like Batman gets to be rich. <laughs> fly like a bat and hide in the dark now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's a billionaire. <laughs> Drives a cool car. <laughs> Cause yeah, like didn't um didn't Catwoman get some kind of weird like intuitive sense i seem to remember that from that movie that movie did weird things yeah she had like Um, a whole set of superpowers like she can like jump real high and like always lands on her feet and like could all of a sudden like speak to cats i guess cats can speak to cats yeah i just remember thinking to myself like i don't know i don't know about this third power i've met a lot of cats and (laughs) i i mean I mean the the character with a superpower that stuck out to me most in that movie was the was the uh, person who was identifying signatures <laughs> and could tell that you were a, a lonely middle aged woman by by your signature. <laughs> That's at least based on a real thing. <laughs> I feel like that could be a uh, prime time CSI style thing on like public television. Oh it, wow! It would They're say ready. you would yeah. You'd save That's... so much money on filming because it would just be so many close-ups of paper. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that show would get stale very fast. Oh, like, definitely. Like what? How many And somehow it would still go for nine seasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, stale <laughs> fast around nine. for decades. He's like solving the murder of Tutankhamun because he's like reading hieroglyphs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm back on board. <laughs> uh, they need to right. fund this immediately. Netflix, pick this show idea up. No, no, they'll cancel it too quick. <laughs> yeah, they'll only make it before it gets especially yeah. awful. Yeah, you want a CBS or an NBC or something that's going to run it for 14 years because old ladies watch it. Yeah. I feel like it would compete with Monk. Yeah. Yeah, any of or or your or your Sue Thomas FBI, any of the superpower uh medium the 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 psychic that solved crime or I guess she wasn't a psychic, she could talk to ghosts. I've never really understood the class differentiation between but like psychic, psychic and... medium other associated words. It seems it seems like they kind of they kind of get lumped together. I think a, I think a Maybe psychic one has to prepare their spells. A psychic <laughs> Yeah, Psychic is a spontaneous caster. <laughs> oh, you need to talk me to talk to a ghost now. <laughs> Give me I'm sorry, minutes. I gotta I gotta go home and prepare prepare my things. <laughs> oh, oh a Victorian ghost? No, I'm sorry, that's a level five. I, I can only <laughs> cast level four right now. <laughs> Alright. 
We're now showing Tepper the poster for the movie. Uh, please describe it and tell us what you think the movie's about. Uh, and I'll open. It's going to be about Dalmatians. Uh, Glenn Close, more like Glenn Far. <laughs> I could not find a high quality. Uh, Wait, uh, is this high quality? This isn't live action. Is it? Oh yeah. What? This is the sequel to 101 Dalmatians, the first it... attempt at the live, <laughs> the live action one of those. That was like 20 years ago, wasn't it? Well, this was 2000, so hot 25 damn. Yeah, years it was ago. More than that. Wow. Okay, sorry, I thought we were talking about a sequel to the animated 101 is Dalmatians. It... <laughs> Isn't there I think a there secret is surprise, one of those, well, I... motherfucker? I think yeah. there is. I was like, I'm pretty sure there is. Yes, I believe I believe so. Is it but also called One Hundred and One Dalmatians? Yeah, you have to put the year after a lot of Disney movies now. Oh, oh my god, sucks! I thought Cruella was like the first live action Dalmatians movie. Jesus. Yes, it was One Hundred and One Dalmatians Two. Not 102 Dalmatians. Those no, because there's things. only 101 Dalmatians in the animated universe. 101 Dalmatians 2. Yeah. 103 Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... They, they Is chose it bracketed? They, Is it 102 no, they, they Dalmatians? They went with a Roman numeral, which is oh, maybe God. a good choice or a bad choice. Either way. It brings prestige. <laughs> Slap Roman numerals there. Bam, there you go. Instant prestige. The first one you call the Great 101 Dalmatians. This is the second 101 Dalmatians. Okay, yeah. The, the, this... Was there a 101 Dalmatians live action? Yes. Like, is this a sequel to... Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wasn't that's sure what, if they had, like, saying. skipped a step yeah, yeah. and just been No, like... no, no. Yeah, no. This, this is the sequel to, to 101 Dalmatians. Live two, action. but not two. Yes. They made a live they action. They really boxed themselves into the corner by calling the first one 101 Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have started so much smaller. Yeah. Or even, like, let's imagine that it was called, like, so many Dalmatians, or a whole lot of Dalmatians. <laughs> you come up with a whole lot of Dalmatians, too, you're like, I'm familiar with this property. Yeah. <laughs> Rather but, quite know. a few Dalmatians. I think that's why they never make it past a, a sequel. Then they just start over or do a TV series. Is there a TV series? I just don't believe by 100 and, 109 Dalmatians that they started out with 101 and have only added one Dalmatian with each subsequent <laughs> film. <laughs> oh, man. It just seems like the rate of growth would accelerate. Exponentially growing. Speaking of... <laughs> more and more Dalmatians. Let's, let's describe that poster. Okay, yeah, sorry. Really got off track there. It's so um, tiny. I, this was not what I expected at all. So threw me off a little bit. Because <laughs> like when she, uh, somebody was like, uh, oh yeah, for the trivia, it's like scared when she was in the, I was like, did like the voice actor dress up? Like, like what the hell? <laughs> like, wait, I don't, wait, under, I don't, wait, I don't understand temper. this trivia. 
Tepper, are are you living in a world where you think in the animated 101 Dalmatians they have actual Dalmatians voicing the Dalmatians? <laughs> I, no, I was gonna, that's that's crazy. Who would think that? I was going to say I honestly don't remember if in any of these iterations of the movies if the Dalmatians talk. We'll leave that no. as a surprise to no, everyone. No, you're right. No, no, no. In, we'll in leave it. We'll, we'll, I said we'll leave it. Like... As, we'll leave it as a surprise. <laughs> no, I mean, not much of a surprise now. <laughs> I yeah, I don't. I don't remember if I think in the animated they were just dogs, but if in this, I have no idea. Oh, I'm sorry, in the animated? No, they talk like for I, sure in like, the animated. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. This, this one, this, this one uh, uh, remains firmly grounded in realism. Right, and the I dogs do I... not talk; they only give narratively significant, meaningful. Tried. Looks. All right. I, I guess we won't so leave it hard. as a surprise. <laughs> I've tried so hard. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate Spencer, and I am thankful. Um. Yeah. This poster. So. Um. In the front, uh, in interesting looking outfit, which is very fitting for her, from what I remember, uh, is Cruella de Vil with an umbrella. And behind her is an open blue sky with a lightly cloudy, and it's raining Dalmatians. Literally, they fall, they are falling out of the sky. And at the bottom, it says 102 Dalmatians. Well, Disney's 102 Dalmatians. Also, she's got an umbrella. What do you think the movie's about? (laughs) I think it's about 102 Dalmatians. Interesting. Uh, And, uh... Yeah, it's about Cruella DeVille trying to trying to make that fur coat of hers by skinning, killing and skinning 102 Dalmatians. Which I feel like you could make probably quite a few coats out of like 102 dogs. You got a lot You got a lot less fur per Dalmatian than you'd think you would. Yeah, I guess that's true. A lot of it's not usable. Plus you, but you're going to have like weird leg shapes all over the place. A lot of weird, a <laughs> lot, lot of mismatching spots. You got to like get the prime mm-hmm. spot coverage. Yeah, that's true. It's probably why no one else does this. It's it's not very efficient. It's incredibly <laughs> inefficient. I, I I do love that she specifically it's just like, no, they must be puppies. <laughs> <laughs> integral part of, of my outfit. True. If it's puppies, yeah, that, that will make a lot of coats because they're small. Maybe it's because of the fur softer? Probably. So, I gotta ask Tepper, what, 101 Dalmatians, presumably there's 101 Dalmatians in it, and this yeah. movie adds only one Dalmatian. Why, why Why do you think they're adding only one Dalmatian? Uh, he'll be the plucky hero of this story? Yeah, but where'd he come from? Uh, like the well, whole plot of the a... first movie is that this 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 these Dalmatians miraculously had a hundred and one puppies. I'm uh, 
now there is one that has appeared. Uh, the chosen one. Miraculous conception. I'm pretty <laughs> confident it's not the reason, so I'm I'm gonna go with the movie just starts and like, oh, we miscounted. <laughs> There's a hundred and two. <laughs> Due to a rounding error. <laughs> Uh, where did this last Dalmatian come from? Especially it's a leap it's Dalmatian. Cool. It's just like when you're trying to sleeve a commander deck and you're like, okay, do I have too many sleeves or not enough cards? <laughs> um, they were just trying to put a, call, a bell collar on all of them so that they could keep track and also drive themselves insane. Oh, man collar on a hundred and two Dalmatians running around. Jesus. Also, the dog food costs would be astronomical. Yeah, Cruella DeVille really just trying to do them a solid is just like, you can't possibly afford to house and feed all of these dogs. Let me take them and don't worry about what I do with them. I'll give you money. <laughs> Are the parent Dalmatians included in the 100 and Pongo and no. whatever your name is? No, they're not. They are they are separate instances of Dalmatian. So there's 104 Dalmatians. This is bullshit. <laughs> yes, but only, 101, only 101 slash 102 of them are relevant for the purposes of kidnapping. Dog napping. Future coat napping. Yeah, I'm trying to think about where that last Dalmatian would come from. Um... They really should have made one more after this, which is like, it's like 205 Dalmatians the next <laughs> litter. <laughs> exponential growth you do you do 102 uh raised to the power of two dalmatians once all those dalmatians start having puppies <laughs> the city's really gonna have like a dalmatian problem mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh. actually what i want i want i want 102 dalmatians versus clifford the big red dog <laughs> oh shit! Well, who would you rather fight? Yeah. No, no, we fight. That we have them fight each other, just like Kong versus Godzilla. Yes, <laughs> let them fight. <laughs> I think I think Clifford wins that one. It's. Oh. I mean, it's the, it's it's the same as Kong versus Godzilla, where Clifford probably gets aggressively uh, neutered in his capabilities to make it a fair fight. Oh, right. Clifford doesn't get his nuclear fire breath. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I don't remember that episode of Clifford. (laughs) I would watch that, the Clifford remake, where it's just Japanese bureaucrats in an office, like, arguing for 40 minutes. Yeah, can we get a Clifford Clifford the Big Red Dog anime? <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog by Anno. That's really good. That'd be amazing. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. There. All right. There's a chance this movie is the this the first movie, but with one more dog. We'll find out. Yeah, I guess we will. All right. See you after the film. But stealing? Oh, stop whining. I'm a perfectly good idiot to take the fall. (laughs) Not you, Alonzo, another idiot.
And we're back. So, what did everyone think? Shauna definitely brought this movie. <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah, that was a Shauna one. That that ending, exactly how I remembered it. Yeah, that um <laughs> That went on for way too long. I thought it was over so many times when they started <laughs> yeah. putting the icing and the sprinkles on her. <laughs> Like, yeah, ooh. yeah. It's as soon as as soon as she got out of the oven, and all the puppies started jumping on the uh, icing bags and squirting icing across the room. That's the moment <laughs> I went like, okay, I I I see I see how Shauna, in retrospect, thought that this could have been a fetish. <laughs> I see I see what I see what they would do with this if they were to try to fetishize it. I mean, the giant vat of batter, also. For sure, yeah. for sure. And the but... pins, and like, like a lot up into the point where they start squirting the icing on her, you could go like, eh, yeah, I can see it. But once it gets to that, it's like, okay. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. That's really when it became inarguable. Yeah, somebody said in our chat, like, this has hit totally spies levels of uh, <laughs> too much. Just too much. <laughs> I, oh, no. I, you, you could have given me like three hundred guesses. I would have never guessed <laughs> that ending sequence. Not in a million years. It, like, there's nothing. It has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. <laughs> like, well. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure what it was is as, as we were going in there, and Shauna said, "Like, oh no, here it comes." I was like, "Oh no, I do remember this." But I was remembering 101 Dalmatians, where they're on like a farm, and she falls into a vat of like manure. But it's like clearly like colored water because it's way too fucking runny to be manure. But I belabor the point. The point being that like this is clearly a like let's see. Let's just like turn that whole idea of like woman in fancy clothes gets dumped into like weird comical thing up to up to eleven, um, <laughs> and like admittedly, we've already we've already put two and a half minutes of Lady in the Tramp in here, and we can really draw this sequence out. <laughs> Yeah, just so like we... imagining the writer's room and like a Joe Pesci looking guy like going like yeah then we bake her in a cake and they're all like yeah okay that's a good way to end it yeah and then we put the icing on her <laughs> <laughs> and she's walking around and the icing's all over and he's like Ooh. Oh, okay I, I guess haha <laughs> <laughs> So, did you guys ever get the, like, seriously mentally unwell vibe from Corella before this movie? Because she always seemed, like, pretty stable, beside the whole, like, driven to turn puppies into a coat uh, aspect of her character. But she seemed, like, unwell. Sad. She she was deeply unwell in this movie. It's you can't help but be like feel sorry for her in this yeah. movie. Like it really is untreated untreated mental illness. Like 
Like, yeah, we cured her. And it's just like, no, she's still nuts. Also, Pavlov gets away with it. I just realized that. He like You're straight right. up tells his little minion, like, do not tell people that my treatment is ineffective. And like it is, and that's the last time we see him. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, his his it just three three years of very aggressive shock therapy treating a symptom of her mental illness, and then it's just like, Yep, we're done here. Also, it, it didn't it seems like if he thought about it a little bit harder, he would have realized that Big Ben undid his mental conditioning. Because, like, the second he hears Big Ben and his, like, little menu guy's like, oh, yeah, it's Big Ben on the telly. And he goes like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> also, his his tests for, like, fixing her issues was getting animals that would normally try to eat each other to behave. Which is not the same as getting a woman to not skin puppies. Oh, but okay, so Pavlov, we don't, Pavlov used the bell to make dogs salivate, so the bell yeah. of Big Ben make, makes them un... What? <laughs> so, so... I, I understand the math they were doing. inspired by Pavlov. Okay, okay, but was he using bells? He didn't I don't remember him no, using any used, bells. No, it's just bells. He, did, he, he <laughs> uh, not wanting to harp too much on previous Pavlov, he d- refused to use bells, and so he didn't oh. realize their negative effects on his treatment. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I hate you, Dad. Yeah. I'm going to prove you don't need <laughs> bells to do <laughs> psychology. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the bells would ultimately be his undoing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like i know that this is both like kind of a pithy comment but also like very much so stylistically like this movie was a cartoon like yeah not like like obviously it was goofy but like if you look at all of cruella's like outfits they look like kind of drawn on her a lot of the time like you look at her oh my god like a pound of starch the sets too they were in like scooby-doo yeah. ass painted backgrounds most of the time mm-hmm. I-, I was gonna I mean, say I-, I think the best part about this movie is the costume design and the mm-hmm. set design i mean i like when she's when big ben is unraveling her conditioning and her hair is like springing out and like and then she like hits the wall and her shoulder uh spikes oh, yeah pop out of her yeah. outfit it's beautiful <laughs> So I was trying to figure out how much Glenn Close got paid, and I couldn't find that. But on the topic of the costume design, apparently this thing got like nominated for an Academy Award for costume design, and like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that reads sure. Yeah, it deserves it. Yeah, yeah, very reasonable. Another thing that kind of struck me is how like only the villains are characters. Yeah, like the the hero humans are largely like um gravitational objects that dogs orbit around and like that is and they like deliver exposition lines i feel like that's the same in the original cartoon as well it's just here are two adults who own too many dogs they follow adult dogs to find child dogs as we watch a cartoonishly Mm. evil woman do things I don't remember the movie that well, but I'm pretty sure that's how it goes down. 
the the train spotting guy was kind of a cartoon. Who sorry? The the uh the other guy that works at the dog oh, shelter. Yeah. Oh yeah. The guy who ain't a thief no more. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy who they just forgot for the second half of the movie. <laughs> he was done. He he was found to have been an accomplice to stealing Dalmatians and then wasn't on screen until the very end. Broke parole. Mm. <laughs> this guy forgot about him. Also, no repercussions to having broken out of jail to go to Paris and put a woman in a cake. Wow, when you say it out loud. The system works. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I just think of that. Mm. It's fine. He's he's now sleeping with his his soon-to-be parole officer. No conflicts there. Yeah, you know, I was really on board for the whole mixing scene until she went into the oven. Like, at several <laughs> points during that, I thought to myself, like, this is really the story of an unfortunate woman who died in an industrial accident. But, like, <laughs> you know, I could kind of get on board with the fact that, again, like, it's a cartoon. But, like, she went into the oven and, like, nobody did nobody did anything. Like, they weren't, yeah. they weren't trying to get her out of there. No. What was the machine? I don't even. Yeah, also the logic of that machine is just <laughs> nuts. Big knives and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's for when you want to cut giant slates of brownies, I guess. Because you could, well, but like, you can just then put it goes in the want. oven in a big round. Th- what is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, there, it's it's very modular. <laughs> Possibly. You don't make cakes like they are. You don't make layered smaller. cakes upside down. <laughs> no. And in one that's, piece. That's not how cake works. <laughs> I'm also trying to decide if they got, like, the villains got more cartoonish as. The movie went because I feel like I I have the experience that they did that, but then I think back to how the beginning of the movie was, and I don't know that it was more goofy, but like it really stood out to me when like Corella was just like checking in with her homie to make sure they were illegal immigrants who were doing the work in her like fur factory. That I was like, I don't, I don't know if this was. Something that I would have expected out of this movie at the beginning, and then they were paying on... him. Is did I understand that right? That that was what they insinuated. Okay, was, she said how much, and he's like, "Oh, fifty pounds," and she's like, "That's not very much," and he goes, "Like I know, but it's all they can afford." And I mean, like again, they were being cartoonishly villainous at that point so that could have just been some like you know elbow rubbing capitalist humor um but that was what they implied on on face value how why why are you taking that deal i don't understand (laughs) otherwise they're gonna deport you from france 
What? But you they gotta, were... You gotta, you gotta work your second job to pay off the guy who blackmails you into doing your first job so you don't have to go back to Romania? I Yeah, I was gonna ask. I don't want to be weirdly racist here, but they were white... <laughs> people like where where were the illegal immigrants from not far well, of course i mean like mexicans don't illegally immigrate to france <laughs> like often <laughs> i was gonna say you have sources for that buddy <laughs> they, don't, they don't do so categorically well like how do you you can't walk to france or mexico <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Like, like, don't get me wrong, I'm sure that, like, some Mexican people, like, overstay their work visa in Paris or something like that, but, like, I have to imagine that it's, like, relatively few compared to the number of people who go across the American border. No, very, very fair. Good arguments. And I mean, like, to, to, to add some more weight from the other side. Clearly, you can just, like, break out of prison, get on a train, and cross <laughs> Europe. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't seem to be any kind of impediment to travel whatsoever, so... <laughs> oh, wait, wow. wait a minute, wait a minute now. Does the Orient Express start in, in England? I mean... Or it ends there, it depends on your perspective. How? What? <laughs> I think it's. Do they do they still have the Orient Express in the year two thousand? I think <laughs> I they kinda... do. But I think the Orient Express goes to like Greece, hmm. or Istanbul or something. I think it goes to yeah, Istanbul. yeah, yeah. It, it's something like that. Yeah. Her house was pretty cool. Oh yeah, like I like I I posted in the chat like this woman has some mood ass locations like every <laughs> yeah. single place that she goes like come on I know where we got to go you show up and you go like. Holy fuck, like this is done yeah. up to make me feel a very specific way. Like, oh my god, her fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> she outdoes all the local vampires. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Well, especially with the with the like Presumably, like, propane-fueled torches yeah. that she just has going on eight, 24 hours a day. Eight-inch <laughs> open flames. Like, six of them on each side of the staircase. Hell yeah. And, like, presumably she uses a lot of hairspray. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My house is heated by gargoyle. Oil-fed gargoyle. Also, why didn't your butler just quit? He well, likes he to grovel. He's like a minion. He 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 needs someone to grow. Even at the end, he's still like hoping she comes back. Yeah, he really likes serving the Deville house, and would probably prefer less puppy murder. Mm, yes, Ivan, you've said this before. He loves being subservient. Mm. That's what he knows. And they really escalated that his hands getting hurt gag. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and and like this is this is when I when I say like it was sometime around the time that his hands were repeatedly crushed under a moving vehicle in search <laughs> of a puppy that he was instructed against his own moral compass to murder. Uh, not even to make a coat, but because it was so useless for the practice of coat making that it should simply be disposed of as a matter of course. But I kind of <laughs> went like, I feel like this this guy would just quit. Like, I feel like a, a, he, surely this is far enough. <laughs> you know what was another disgusting scene in this movie was the dinner at her place where the dogs all went up on the table. Yeah. Oh, yes. That was awful. This, this too, returns me to my, like, this woman seems to have, like, a whole whack of problems. Because, like, on the one hand, you're completely right. But on the other hand, like, clearly she said, like, okay, so as a distraction, what we're going to do is we're going to invite all 16 of my friends who have uh, appearance matched dogs. We're going to uh, set them all person, dog, person, dog, person, dog, along, along this long dining room table. <laughs> and then we'll simultaneously reveal plates of meat. That and, like, like, she dogs. seemed to delight at the, like, obvious chaos that immediately ensued. Yeah, plates of mixed meat in the shape of dog faces. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was also weird. Like, but, like, you see what I mean, though, where, like, it seems like like that... That wasn't an accident. She didn't go, like, oh, my God. I can't yeah. believe I've accidentally constructed an incredibly <laughs> contrived <laughs> circumstance. <laughs> And, like, when all the dogs started to, like, run around and jump on the table, she was, like, into it. Yeah, she was delighted. Yeah, she was having a, she she was sitting there going, like, this is exactly what I wanted out of my dinner tonight. I thought she hates dogs. Yeah, well, it's just, like, it's, 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 like, this just proves dogs should be coats. I don't know. It's, I'm not sure her logic there. I think she was, like, putting on a front because she was saying to, like, the, the other minion... Like that, she can't be seen with him. She's she's doing a weird fucking job putting on a front by having <laughs> all of her staff for the evening dressed in black and white spots. You're right. <laughs> well, and like this is where I say, like she's not stable. Like these things don't all. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just like it's like man. Remember that time three years ago where I kidnapped ninety nine Dalmatians and wanted to turn them into a coat. Let's reminisce on that by having all of my staff dress in, in black spots. <laughs> Just like, no, I think you have problems still. Maybe get out of the fashion game. Maybe like, yeah. go try rock climbing or something, you know? Well, I mean, like, she, she did <laughs> get out of the fashion she, like, game. Started running a weird bougie dog shelter. Yeah, and, and, like, and, prote- and protesting uh, the use of furs. Yeah, and 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 uh, she should again, have got into baking. She's clearly great at it. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of like keep coming back to the fact that like, man, like Carilla Deville, like, really lost it in between these movies. Because um, like, even when she's healthy, uh, quote unquote healthy, right? Yeah. Like. I she's she's a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the message 
of this movie is some people are just genetically unpleasant and evil. <laughs> well, and they're just like, yeah, maybe you get a second chance. Third chance? No, go fuck yourself. As like, long as... I mean, it's second chance dog shelter, not third chance dog shelter. Yes, so you're kicked out, bitch. <laughs> well, and especially because it very clearly insinuates that, like, both Cruellas are, like, not really under her control right yes because like it starts out with like okay like i have forcibly conditioned her into a new human being who doesn't exhibit the antisocial <laughs> behaviors that we previously uh that, that they previously displayed and she goes out there and like again like has enough money to be that eccentric but like clearly is not leading a normal life and yeah. then like the forced mental conditioning breaks and she like you don't get the impression that she's like, oh no, I was hypnotized and now I'm not. It's like she has returned to her previous psychosis. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. This is a movie about genetic determinism. Because Oddball goes through the same character arc. Where like you'd think Oddball would get to the end and be like, it's okay that you don't have spots. But they're like, no, she has spots now because she's been redeemed as the hero. It's like, what, <laughs> what the fuck is this movie trying to tell me? Yeah, I really do not care about the main characters at all. Oh, right. I was going to say, just the fucking at the end when both of the, they're both being carted away by the police. And it's just like, it's like... It's like, this is going to ruin me. How how will I recover? And she's like, piece of cake. And it's like, but like, you don't actually have any kind of plan. You're just in a giant cake right now. <laughs> I I think it's safe to say that the, the cake experience pushed her fully over the edge. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, she's just, she's just going to request to go back to Pavlov. <laughs> <laughs> And then G- it'd be out in another three years. G- Gerard Depardieu, pa- um, Lapelt. Um, at the very start, he's like, you think he's gonna like betray her, you know? Because he's like, oh, okay, I'll kill animals, but stealing is wrong. And then he's like, totally on board with the stealing. He even helps. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I'm like, oh, maybe he'll betray her. He didn't want to help. But I think it was just because he didn't want to get his hands dirty, not because he was at that time morally opposed to the idea of but stealing. He, he made the phone calls. Well, to to cover for Cruella, he's he's only an accomplice in that case. Yeah, I guess I guess he didn't get baked into anything, so that's that counts for something. He got sewn into fur. I can't believe that they threw the butler through that window. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I already had such a bad day. Yeah, got his hands run over, got tossed through a fucking window. (laughs) It's rough. Are are any of these characters, except for Cruella DeVille, in the first movie? The butler, probably. Okay. No, no, because they have the. He, she has two goons in the original movie, hmm. um, Jarvis and Beavis, or something like that. Jarvis and Beavis. I, I mean, uh, um, Dipstick is technically. Oh, but he's a puppy. 
Yeah, he's he's one of the ninety nine. But yeah, I, I honestly thought, like, I couldn't decide the entire time if this was supposed to be like an alternate universe where they recast the original two main characters, or like, yeah, did Dipstick? I guess went to a new home, and this is however long it takes to grow a Dalmatian to full size years later. Three years. They say that's how long she was in prison. Right, okay. I like that they go, like, it is unreasonable that one couple could own 102 Dalmatians. So we're going to make that much more believable. However, getting baked into a cake. (laughs) (laughs) I also really like how literally the only element of this entire film that has to do with 102 dalmatians is when she says oh no wait i i need i need an extra one this time because i want to make a hat well technically she wanted three extra ones Uh uh-huh because she stole 99 of the 101 dalmatians oh so the parent dalmatians are included yes according according to her wording in this movie the parents were included in the concept of 101, but she stole 99 for the cake. Or at least... You need a lot less adult Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're, they're not as soft. Also, her design has gigantic spots. So, like, <laughs> going to have to, like, either accept that that's not what the Dalmatian spots look like, or very specifically, like, be skinning small spots of I, Dalmatian to make larger spots. I don't want to like ruin her whole deal, but like there are other animals with spots. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're like cows with spots where you'd only need like one cow, and you can just take those. Nobody cares. One hundred and two cows. As protagonists, we're 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 killing them anyways. You can just have the hair. <laughs> Yeah, the music in this movie was was something else too. The number of times they just kind of like really subtly were like, "Take it easy, take it I was like, "No, stop that!" <laughs> yes, oh, the they would just have to me like that. Yes, the like they they just had the rap, <laughs> but they played it like quietly during yes. like every <laughs> other theme in this movie, <laughs> except for the uh, the narrative theme where they like explain Cruella Deville a la the Grinch um, in song. <laughs> But 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 like kind of a soulful like a like a you know um, it was it was a much more upbeat Cruella Deville song. Yeah, but like during every instrumental theme, there's just like at like one out of ten volumes, just like diggity da, diggity da. It was just, just like stop trying to. I hear I hear what you're doing. You're just saying dog over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh well and yeah so uh rotten tomatoes uh 30% critics 32% audience the rare uh alignment apparently it was a box office success though was it oh man yeah uh, uh from what i read on wikipedia it cost 85 and made like 180 Wow. Congratulations, I guess. <laughs> Was there, I, but there wasn't another one made, right? 
yet. <laughs> According to the Wikipedia article, they consider, consider Cruella to be a reboot of this franchise. I mean, sure. They're both live action. Works for me. Um, so, uh, Tepper, your bold claims. Better or worse than Catwoman? Yeah, Tepper. Oh, <laughs> man. Okay. <laughs> Fuck, I think I'm actually stumped on this. I don't know. <laughs> They're both really bad movies. I hmm. think Catwoman is worse. I think Catwoman is worse. I wow, this really? Worse. I think so. I think I'd rather watch Catwoman. Asterix, we haven't watched Catwoman in a while. Yeah. So, I think like, has a lot more to say about feminism. <laughs> Although I guess oh, Cruella man. is a very powerful character. Wow! Like real, real girl boss starts telling him what to do. Spencer's yeah. Spencer's starting his PhD <laughs> in women's studies with this thesis. Yeah, uh, 102 Dalmatians has might uh, has a lot to say about feminism. Maybe not the right things. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but but honestly, like think about because it's been so long since we watched Catwoman. This movie might might be worse than Catwoman. I mean, this movie fucking smashes the Bechdel test, though. <laughs> <laughs> multiple multiple scenes with um, uh, the parole officer with Chloe. And uh, her assistant and uh, Cruella Deville, and they're just talking about each other. Mm. Does it count if you? Does it count as passing the Bechdel test if you're talking about dogs? I mean, dogs aren't men. What if they're male dogs? dogs? Aren't men. <laughs> <laughs> it's fact. <laughs> but I do. I've I've heard the saying, "Men are dogs." Mm. Dogs aren't men. Mm, it's not it's not it's a, a rare it's an example of the rare one-way transitive property yeah <laughs> i like that the the puppy's barking had a like a toddler accent yeah that was oh that, yeah that was, yeah that or cute. either that or eric idol doesn't actually speak dog very well oh it's eric idol it's eric yes. idol uh, of course it is Last centuries, John Oliver, <laughs> who I thought it was, and then I went like, "There's no way that's John Oliver. This is a 23 year old movie." So funny, 16 <laughs> year old John Oliver <laughs> <laughs> doing the exact same shtick. <laughs> it stood out to me as well in this movie. And, like, the other, at least one of the other examples is a different 101 Dalmatians, but, like, Disney loves having um, animal communication networks. Mm. It just seems like in any Disney movie where both, like, animals and people uh, uh, are both, like, sentient races, that, like, any speaking animal can just, like, run to the window and go, like, caca, and it'll be, like, relayed across the country by, like, all of the other complicit. That's very true. Gondor yeah. calls for aid. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like they just do it fucking constantly. Yeah. We 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 saw the same thing in Doctor Doolittle. Now that I think about it, the the Eddie Murphy one. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do in the Rescuers. Yeah, they do. Both of them, I think. I haven't seen they their original Rescuers in a long time. So you're confident there, Shauna? No baked into cake fetish. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Definitely not a fetish. <laughs> Which surprises me because I was so obsessed. What about what about being a cake and having icing sprayed all over you <laughs> yeah, by a bunch about, of dogs? <laughs> yeah, what about dogs spraying icing? What about that? <laughs> I can confidently say no. Alright. What about throwing dogs into giant uh, knives on a batter covered conveyor belt? I wouldn't call it a fetish. <laughs> what, what about an, birds? An interest. What about birds, but they're furries who think they're dogs? <laughs> also, Ooh, like, one. there's no way that what's his face wouldn't realize that he has a like, like this is this is actually a human trapped in a parrot's body. Like this bird <laughs> isn't, isn't mimicking sounds that it's heard. It's it's, it's speaking to you about <laughs> It's intelligent and capable of speech and communication. <laughs> That's fine. Like, like I know that parents can like quote unquote talk, but like this one's saying like, "Hey, why don't you kiss her, dumbass?" And it's just like, uh, <laughs> like that that parent knows what's going on. Yeah, that that parent's your best friend. Like. Come on, dude. It's just a descendant of the uh, parent from Dr. Doolittle. The the original. Something else, too, that, like, really... It's it's weird the ways in which it both stood out a lot and didn't stand out at all was the CGI in this movie. Yeah. Because, like, those dogs ain't doing all those tricks. Especially that white one who keeps, like, grappling from ledges. Oh, actually, that was... A great trivia piece. Um, uh, this film featured 55 spot removal uh, artists. Oh, uh, no. they, they tried many ways to... to uh, so, uh, in order to make the Dalmatian without spots oddball completely white, the production team tried putting makeup on dogs, tried to, pa- uh, to paint the spots, uh, putting plain white suits on the dogs... Uh, finding another breed of dog, uh, none of that worked. So, it, so at the end of it, there was just fifty-five people whose job it was to uh, digitally remove the spots off of Oddball. Oh my god! Wow. It's just three makeup artists all sitting there, like comically covered in splotches of white paint and like, white out and shit. They go like, "What if we just find a dog who's already white?" <laughs> it's just like so fucking many people. That's not counting all the people that tried stuff that didn't work, too. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it is. It's just like you've been hired as a spot removal artist. It's like a uh, uh, white suit. It's like, didn't work. You're fired. <laughs> but yeah, like every time the parrot talked and it's like little beak movements were synchronized and like, I don't. I'm pretty sure the parrots don't move their beak when they talk I don't know a lot of parrots (laughs) 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 do you you think parrots are ventriloquists 
No, he's he's right though. They just kind of open their beak and then they move their tongue. Oh, when they, oh, when, like when that. Tongue. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like when it reproduces human speech, it's not moving lips. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Like it yeah. just like has a thing inside of it that can make all those sounds. I get what you mean. Okay. And like the Eric Idle bird, like moved its beak in sync with the words, and like moved its weird bird jaw when it needed to make, like, certain human sounds, and I found it very disconcerting. It, like, looked like it was clearly meant to make my brain believe that the bird was talking, but all it made me do is think, man, like, there's something really uncanny about that bird. Again, it's just because it's a human trapped in a bird's body trying to understand how it's just like, like <laughs> I know how to make a human jaw work to make sounds. It's a permanent permanency awakened parrot <laughs> with someone's familiar. <laughs> or maybe that's a secret. Maybe all parrots are capable of uh, intelligent speech and not just mimicry, but they actually have to move their their uh, their beaks for it, and they just don't like doing it. <laughs> they choose not to. Yeah interesting theory (laughs) (laughs) diggy diggy dog (laughs) when that started up I was just like oh yeah this is a movie from 2000 isn't it I want to know how many like set and costume designers worked on this and on the Santa Claus 2 (laughs) (laughs) Because these have a very similar vibe of like trite, boring love story hidden under like (laughs) exploration of complete insanity. I was just thinking, is this our, is this, was the last movie we watched uh, set in, in uh, London, uh, Cody Banks 2? Is that the last one? Spice World. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And that one actually having I was just thinking I was thinking of their uh their uh was a destination destination London theme for Cody Banks too. <laughs> <laughs> but Spice World actually possessed good music. Yeah, Spice World was like surprisingly an interesting movie. Mm-hmm. And they front-loaded the fetish stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't hide it. You don't want to have to watch a whole 90-minute movie. <laughs> I actually don't know the history of one, uh, 101 Dalmatians. Is it? Did it exist as a story of some kind, or was it just from it was a movie? novel? It was like yeah. a kid's yeah. novel. Yeah, I kind of figured... Presumably, this is an original story. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think this was in there. I don't want to read this novel and find, like, a whole chapter about the cake factory. (laughs) Vividly described. Lots and lots of detail. Yikes. I know people They actually cut a lot of it for the film. (laughs) There's just too much. It was by Cormac McCarthy. It's 700 pages. It's really. <laughs> I wonder if it's fan fiction, though. But is. 
I promise you there's quote unquote fan fiction for this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Here's my fan fiction. It's the exact same, except I'm the one that ends up on the cake conveyor belt. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'll save you. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're in a fur factory. Is it just like, like why is there? There's just like, are we just supposed to believe that like everywhere in France, like you can't throw a rock without hitting an incredibly extravagant bakery? It's also directly onto a small bakery on the street. (laughs) Like it's not even they, they weren't even just in a factory district. They were just a, a furrier shop and a bakery are yes. a natural pairing <laughs> for yeah. businesses to be right beside each other because yeah. of the overlap of the health codes that you have to. Yeah. And a bakery that makes man sized cakes. <laughs> yes. I never got the chance to use that thing. <laughs> There's just no demand for that much cake. Everyone just orders normal sized cakes. I don't understand. <laughs> well, it, it's been a long time since there's been a bachelor party there. That's how they make the the the, the cakes yes, with yes. the strippers in them. Yeah, that's why. That's why it's it, they actually do they do bake the stripper straight into it. That's why it, it didn't kill her. It's a very very expensive specialty oven. Look, you have to pay more. For the cakes, where the stripper's baked right in. But you can't tell that there's a stripper in there at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> until they jump out. Oh, the other one's just cardboard. You can tell from like 30 feet off. <laughs> Alright. New business. Yeah, I couldn't, uh, early on, I was just like, because I remembered Oddball existed, and I was just like, I'm like, either she's just, she's like, this this is such a rare, unique uh, Dalmatian, I must have it so that it can be part of my code, or she's like, ah, fuck this thing, it's not even a real Dalmatian. I couldn't remember which it was would be. Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, having an albino Dalmatian with your weird Dalmatian outfit would kind of be a statement. Especially, like, you could, like, you could have made an oddball into, like, a purse or something to accompany it. Yeah. Just, like, completely taxidermy. (laughs) 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 Keep the shape perfectly. So I took I took a look at archive of our own, and typed in 102 Dalmatians and got 32 results. Oh no, Ooh. Tepper! No, why? Yes. <laughs> Sean is like at the window. Sean, you're, yes, you're, yes. Your argument is wearing thin here. Sean wrote 31 of those. <laughs> I I believe I believe what you're saying about the fetish up till now. <laughs> <laughs> she said she said the cake related things were not fetish. There's it, it most of it is just like crossovers with like other series. Like there's one with the MCU that I posted a description of. What what? <laughs> no. There's one with uh, Legend of Korra. 
Um, I don't <laughs> want to know these things, Tepper. <laughs> like, safe work, that stuff. That's worse somehow. Let me tell you what. If you are sitting at work and your boss walks over to you and he says, what are you reading? And he said, oh, it's a non-sexual 101 Dalmatians Marvel Cinematic Universe crossover fan fiction. You're not safe at work. Yeah, you're still getting fired. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, Glenn Close and uh, Tim McKinnery, who played Alonzo, are the only two to reprise their roles from the original. So he was in it. Sorry, who is the second person? Alonzo, her her uh, servant. Oh. <laughs> That's a tag. Conversion therapy and its implications. Oh god. <laughs> I mean... That is what There's... this movie's about, but no. <laughs> yeah, that was my feeling too. A 102 Dalmatians film fantasy set in my vampire AU from the devil you know. <laughs> you know, those people, are, they're, they're just living their best life. Like, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to mock them too much because it is like. Yeah, no, these are very creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're having fun and they're writing and like, hey, they're writing more than I've ever written, so. Yeah, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> the novelty. It's the fun of the novelty when you see just an unexpected pairing. It's just one of those things that makes you realize just, like, how many people there are. Right? Like, you know, what? Are, what it, how many people in a million are enough of a fan of anything to write a fan fiction? Right, to write 75,000 like, words of... Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, Thomas the Tank Engine crossover or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to obviously like select from amongst that population the people who have each specific fandom. And then there's like maybe three human beings on the entire planet who are like enthusiastic enough about both the Marvel Cinematic Universe and 101 Dalmatians to both write and seek out writing of an exploratory nature with regards to the potential crossover between those two media properties for free like they're not <laughs> selling this this is this is a hobby this is what they do when they get home from from working at the lcbo or the bank or whatever i feel like they probably would sell it if they if if someone would buy it i think you're right like, you don't need much more of an overlap between two things and small amounts of artistic talent a talent to have, like, a viable, horny internet business. Wow. Speaking yeah. of viable, hor horny internet business, um, subscribe to Dumb Mobile Zebras <laughs> on Patreon. I do like the sentence of uh, Kathy Moriarty uh, did a screen test for this movie, but was considered too frightening for a children's film. 
was for the original movie as Cruella. Yeah. Huh. Sure, she's fine in the screen test, but when we put her in the propane lit vampire house, the kids started crying in the test screenings. <laughs> All right, uh, we've got we've got bags and crates full of dogs. Let's let's take the Orient Express over to Tepper's Tops. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for doing that work. Somehow, <laughs> somehow it's always like we're 20 minutes into the to this thing. It's like, oh crap, we've got nothing to talk about, and then it's like 50 minutes, and it's like, oh, we should really head over to Tepper's Tops. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure out a way to bake us into Tepper's Tops or something. I couldn't do it. Sean is the one with the gift for doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> did Spencer? Did you ever remember why you're a bringer on this movie? <laughs> I have absolutely no idea whatsoever <laughs> i cannot even begin to speculate <laughs> like to be honest i like know that i saw this movie because like we rented uh my parents there was like a convenience store near my house that would rent you a movie overnight for like a buck right uh like a long time after they came out on media um and so like I watched pretty much all of the kids' stuff that came out during this era um, because both my parents worked full-time, right? So, like, I definitely remember this coming out and seeing it, but I did not remember a single thing from this movie. Actually, no. Um, I remembered, like, I, I feel like I had vague memories of the, like, initial dog... Uh, Sanctuary? That's not the right term. The scene, the scene yeah. where he's playing tug of war with the dogs, and he was somehow winning, and the dogs started cheating. I that feel was like also that was in my brain scene. somewhere. Yeah, I feel like it can't be good for your teeth. <laughs> no, definitely not. But they're British. It's fine. Their mm. teeth are already <laughs> fucked up. What's a little more? I, I I have to compliment Tepper for probably the best joke in our commentary during this movie, which is when he's listing what all the dogs did to become abandoned, and Tepper said, "Do not, do not say what the pit bull did." <laughs> Very funny. Good. Old, good thank old you. Tepper. Thank you. Yeah. No, I have no memory of this movie whatsoever. Well, I'm glad you decided to come along anyway. It was a trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no no fetishes? Still no? Still no no cake? No no Glinko's cake fetish? No, All right. no. Alright. We got we have a new we have a new column for Tepper Stop season three. We'll list we'll list fetishes from the movie. But first. Where does this movie rank on our oh, massive um, season three list of three items? Oh uh, no, number three. Oh wow, really? Oh wow. Uh, only story. The third? only because Jack Black is in Neverending Story three. Yeah, like if it wasn't for him, this movie's better than Neverending Story three. The murder bullies do a lot of work in yeah. Neverending Story three. Only so much they can do, but yeah. And it appears I have competition for Trash Lord. Who, Spencer? Yeah. <laughs> to the person who doesn't know why he's been brought into this contest. <laughs> Accidental trash lord. 
I don't like this. I thought season three was going to be like a redemption arc for Shauna and Pyle <laughs> back in like the garbage can. <laughs> Shauna just needs to bring good movies. We can't so change easy. the past. Tepper, we can't change the past. But the future, she can just bring good movies in the future. But she can't have watched them in when she was a child. Come on. She could just lie. I mean, like, would you doubt if somebody said, yeah, this was a childhood movie of mine? Would you really doubt that at this point? Given, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Ivan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. The villain, though, Cruella DeVille. She was pretty good. She was pretty good. Um, uh, she better than the nasties. Hoo-ha. I think she's not better than the Nasties, but she's still good. So I think number three slot for her, but she's not going to drop as fast as uh, 102 Dalmatians will drop on this list as more movies are added. Yeah, very fair. (laughs) We've we've had some pretty strong contenders for villains already for only three movies this season. Business dads? Nah. No? There's not a uh, single father. I guess, tech, I mean, the, he's a there's dog a dog father. father. Yes. Maybe the butler might have been a father. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> really get into his personal life. Uh, people we want to Death Note. Uh, the writer of the cake scene. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> I was gonna say France, but I think we're we're talking about the same thing, basically. <laughs> Just all of France is responsible for this. <laughs> That's how I feel. They don't bear no responsibility for this movie. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anyone else. Actually, should we? Should we? Because, like, part of I have not I have not death noted myself. You have. Each one has to be unique. Is that right? Is that how that works? A unique circumstance for the death or something? No, you just write a name. Is it just a name? Uh you you it's can like name. you you can modify it. Just writing the name will cause them to have a heart attack, but you can be like uh jump in front of a bus. It's weird. You can kind of control their minds so long as yeah. it ends in them dying. Yeah. Death Note is such it a has weird... to like write stuff out and stuff. Uh well, as long as, as long as the writer's death doesn't involve cakes. Oh, very good corollary. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> you would enjoy it too much. That scene, that scene's gonna stick with us for a long time. I think. Oh no, it's very memorable. I'm, I'm still laughing about and it. I'm, yes, I can. We'll be talking about something else in the movie, and I'll just. My mind will drift to that cake scene. I'll just start laughing again. Like, damn, that was really in a movie. She seems so confident that, that those knives were going to chop that dog, but those knives were so far apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's a small dog. Big knives. Like, like not even Yeah, close. like, she threw it in there, and she's like, haha. And I was like, firstly, there'd be blood, Cruella. Yeah, like, <laughs> I thought she'd try to, like, hold it down under the blade or something, but not. She's clearly not incredibly competent. 
It's too bad she didn't want to use that dog for anything, because otherwise she could have just strangled it. <laughs> but strangling is reserved for dogs whose pelts are going to use. Well, she's not a furrier. Mm, true. True, that is why she hired a furrier. She's very into the business, though. She likes to watch. I'd, I'd, I'd like to highly recommend that any listeners go on YouTube and search 102 Dalmatians Cake Factory Part 1 and Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't watch this whole 140-minute movie, but I would watch that just to, just to understand it. Understand is a strong word. Mm, observe. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it's about five bear, minutes. Bear witness to. Why is it split into two? Per- I guess just because copyright or whatever. <laughs> well, it's been up there for so long, and YouTube used to have way shorter. Oh, true, true. To give you a break, it's like you need. Well, you need you watch three and a half minutes of that, and then you got to go take a walk, have a cigarette, <laughs> call your mom. Then you can watch the second part. If you watch both parts, you end up on a list. <laughs> There's also a nine-second clip of a dog drooling on Corolla's messy face. Oh, ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, well, because they're like, it's like, look, Digger's digging sprinkles onto her. It's like, oh, I know what Drooler's going to do. Ew. <laughs> and he did. He really did drool on her. Ha ha. Ew. Oh, man, the rabbit hole of <laughs> YouTube. Crow DeVille laughing for two minutes. <laughs> 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 definitely still do um yeah i don't know oddball Oddball? i guess yeah i guess all right let's get some arbitrary ratings out on us i would like to rate this movie um eight million pounds um extrajudicially and arbitrarily sent to a random uh, dog sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. I'd like to rate this movie one lady getting baked into a cake out of uh. no fetishes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that that is the thing we can all walk away from. You just like you watch that scene and you go, "Whew, dodged a bullet." <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 It's like in Willy Wonka when the girl inflates and mm. people are like, oh, I have an inflation fetish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, nope, didn't get that one. <laughs> rolled a rolled a nat one on your fetishes. It's like yeah, it's like when you it's like when you're at the doctors and you get all of the the um the uh allergy test. <laughs> Just like prick your back with a with like a with a hundred uh fetishes. I'm going to give this movie like seven or eight Dalmatians tops out of 102. <laughs> <laughs> we never, we definitely did not have many on screen at any one time. Fair, fair. Yeah. Um, I rate this movie like 
300 egg getting poured on Cruella de Vil. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the eggs. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they're putting flour on her, they're just throwing bags yeah. of flour without taking the flour out of the bags. <laughs> She died. (laughs) She died in that factory. Yes, but but which which of her psyches died? This is the no. Spencer sat there and got pelted by forty pound sacks of flour from thirty feet in the air. The last seven movies minutes of that movie are her experience of hell. She's dead. Yeah, the the the, the um, police car doors close, and then she's on the on the conveyor belt again. <laughs> it's a Jacob's ladder scenario. <laughs> um, give this movie two uh, emerging spiked shoulders out of uh, ten cl- growing claws. <laughs> You gotta also... admit, though, like, Pavlov, Pavlov's onto something there. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely... Yes. <laughs> He's... He's learning how to control Jekyll Hyde Syndrome. <laughs> uh, as always, I've been your host, Ivan. I'm Chris. I'm Shauna. I'm Spencer. And I'm Tepper. And a special thanks to 8-Bit Jazz for the sort of theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description. Downloadable Zebras is a dedicated group of friends that make independent content. If you want to support us and ensure that we stay ad-free, go to patreon.com slash downloadablezebras. For $3 a month, you'll get bonus shows and access to the special patrons-only section of our Discord. Thanks for listening.